What is going on? What is going on? Welcome to the um, the podcast, the three forty three in the morning podcast. Because this one, I have my best thoughts. I'm correctly mistaken on the Anchor app. I'm your boy Wes Wes. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a podcast. I used, I mean, life just gets you so many bullshit sometimes and ups and downs. It's like man and. Stuff takes back seats, but this is what I love to do. This is what I passion to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I want for my life. This is what I want to do to be able to speak to others and have a voice that I, I, I maintain and be responsible for, but also being able to speak uh, for people who can't um, and, and be able to lead as an example and be able to, you know, get a voice of the people, you know what I'm saying? Because even, I'm just a regular dude, man, but welcome back to the podcast, man. Correctly mistaken, that was a hell of an intro. I didn't mean to go that long. (laughs) My fault about that, but man, I I tell you what, man, I I don't know if you guys are NBA fans, I am a big NBA fan, I you know, I'm an NFL guy, but I love the NBA. I think it's the greatest league in sports, the most entertaining, uh, the most centralized in terms of how one player can have so much impact. I mean, you know, in football, you have your impact players, but because but you still got 11 guys. You know, baseball, you got, I don't know what, 11 guys on the field, and maybe their best player – you know, probably don't do anything the whole game or maybe do nothing for four innings, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Basketball, you got one guy that can mean so much, impact so much out of a, you know, 48-minute game. They're playing, you know, 36, 35 minutes. I mean, come on. I mean, the NBA is the greatest. And it's just I have, I've seen a time where where we're looking and and, and things are flipping. And I was laughing because I know people have been following with Kawhi Leonard and um, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, all the moves that they were doing just tonight with the Westbrook and Harden trade. Well, the Westbrook trade for CP3, Chris Paul. I'll talk about that a little later. Um, but it just seems to me what I'm witnessing as I'm seeing this unfold and seeing David Silver's comments saying that it's been disheartening um, players, you know, basically um, leaving and demanding trades and being able to get out of contracts and all this, you know, all this mumbo jumbo, which I think technically he's not because you have great players in all the major markets. But, you know, he has to speak because he does work for the owners. And the, and the owners, you know, the good old boy network, are they're a little upset right now because they're not liking the fact that they're losing the power, you know, that they've always had when they were able to control the player. And a player sometimes, no matter what he wanted, what his desire was, whatever they did, they wanted because he had them, had them under contract. But then LeBron James in 2010, he left to go to Miami. He signed these, you know, 
four-year deal. I think when Miami with a player option for the fourth year, then he signed these, you know, one plus one deals and really showed the roadmap of what it means to take control of you because he understood that, hold on, nobody comes to these games to see Dan Gilbert, you know, you know, I hope he's doing well, Mr. Gilbert as well. I know he had a stroke. He's recovering. So uh, prayerfully that he has a full recovery. But nobody's coming to see Dan Gilbert. Nobody's coming to see Joe Lacob. Nobody sure as hell ain't coming to see James Dolan. But why do they feel as if they have the power? Because LeBron understood they come to see us. We're the show. So we need to be paid like it. We need to hold the organizations accountable to make sure that they're always doing what's in our best interest because usually organizations are always going to do what's in their best interest. But to make sure what they're doing in our best interest and also that means what we're doing matters first because how good do they want to be? That's why, and this is amazing because Paul George comes out and says, hey, I want to be traded. After he signed a max deal, Kawhi Leonard comes and only signs a two-year deal, basically lining up with Paul George's deal. So just meaning these dudes are saying once again to the Clippers, hey, man, you got us for two years, Steve Ballmer. You better show us that you're about winning. Because if not, we'll leave again before the age of 30 and sign a new deal. Because Kawhi will be 10 years in. He'll be due for a super max. And the owners are like, what the hell is going on, Adam? Adam Silver, commissioner, we pay you an excess amount of 20, maybe plus million dollars a year. If Commissioner Goodell in the NFL is getting 49 million, I'm sure as hell, Adam Silver is close to it. We're paying you handsomely to make sure that our needs are met and our interests are met. What the hell is going on? These guys are taking over. And you sure as hell, they're going to want to get collectively bargained that they can try to take something back. But I don't think they can take put this rabbit back in the hat, man. Because at the end of the day, players are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to do their research. They're going to have right people around them. And they're going to make the best situation possible for them. And also to make sure the organization is held responsible, um, excuse me, accountable. Saying so, you know, if I sign a back in the day, a player could sign a seven year deal. They'll say, man, we're going to build around you. We're going to make sure that we have the best players and put you in great positions to win. And then after, you know, year one, near two, they say, yeah, we're not doing anything. Don't want to spend no more money. I want to keep it in. I want to buy that yacht. Uh, sorry. And they say, well, this is not fair. Well, you're under contract. So it doesn't matter what you say. We own you. And that's what they used to be. They used to own these players. And speaking, excuse me, speaking of owner, <laughs> they're trying to get rid of that too. Which particularly, you know, I don't care so much about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know a lot of the good old boy network are not mad happy right now. They're trying to take owner from us. They're already taking the power. We can't be owners anymore. I mean, look. I don't care because even if they change it from owners to like managing partners or CEO or whatever the case may be or governor, I'm pretty much going to still say owner because I'm used to saying owner 
they bought the team. If you buy something, you own it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if I buy, you know, a bowl, it's my bowl, right? I mean, shit. If I buy, you know, a house, it's my house. I mean, what the hell? I mean, you buy a team, it's your damn team, right? I mean, I don't understand. I, I think you're an owner. I mean, you know. But look, I don't care. If they say owner, I'm not even going to be mad if a white person says owner. You can keep the word owner. Keep it. Keep it Caucasians or white folk or white people. Keep it. I don't care. Because some people are not, some people ain't going to be mad. Some people are going to be mad. But who really cares? If you buy something, you own it. So you should be the owner or whatever the hell it is that you bought. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Maybe I smoke too much Kush. But it seems that the players are having the power, man. And they're taking it. These owners don't know what the hell to do. They're going to lose their owner name. <laughs> And now they're going to have to acquiesce to these players and they're going to try to get something collectively bargained, but it's not going to work. The players understand that they're the show. You'll make your money as long as I want you to make money, Mr. Owner, whatever your name may be. If I don't feel as if you're putting us in the best position to be successful or you're trying to tank or you're trying to cup spinning and not get us better to win and compete for championships, then guess what? I'm going to get the hell out of Dodge. And you can go ahead and figure out what you're going to do in your basketball wasteland like Cleveland is in. And now OKC. They got like 15 picks, though. They got a hell of a haul, man. Sam Presti should be proud of that shit. I mean, come on, man. They got like up to 15 first-round picks. I mean, that's how you build a damn team. And you could be able to swap those out to maybe get some good players and, you know, whatever you want to do. I mean, you have a good roadmap. And the thing is, hell, the CP3 stage, and I'm, you know, I'm talking about the trade that just happened right now. Let me, get, let me, let me go ahead and say that. Switching uh, stories here. CP3 and Russell Westbrook. Just got traded for each other, basically, and a couple first-round picks that Houston had to give up, which was a pretty good haul for Westbrook. But they gave him CP3, so basically swapped, swiped two pretty bad contracts. Well, Russell Wilson is not Russell Westbrook, excuse me. He's a little younger. Russell Wilson got paid, too. That's football, but he got paid. Like, damn. What, he got, like, I think $103 million guaranteed? <sighs> but Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is going there, playing with James Harden. But like I was saying about the OKC, even though with OKC, even losing Russell Westbrook, now that era is over, they got a pretty good team coming back. You give me CP3, uh, Gallinari, uh, Dano Gallinari, excuse me, Schroeder, Steve Adams. You still got Roberson. I mean, not a bad team. You probably fight for the eighth, seventh seed. 
get in the first round, maybe win a game. Let me help. And CP3 is your leader, your aging point guard, but can, you know, they're loose. They don't got much to play for. There's no expectations to be great. They can score play. I mean, hell, that might be a good, pretty good damn team. She asked me. But Russell Westbrook going to the Rockets? Ooh. Ooh. And think about it. The Rockets got back Russell Westbrook and only gave picks. So they still didn't give anybody up. They gave no players up. Basically, all they did was have the same team remove Chris Paul and replace them with Russell Westbrook, who is clearly a better player. Russell Westbrook, former league MVP, averaged a triple-double the past three straight years. That Russell Westbrook is now coming with James Harden. Hot, you know, even though, yes, you're going to say they, they're two high usage rate players, huge usage rate, usage rate players, but they got the same team back. Austin Rivers is going to come off the bench. Clint Capella, PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, Harden. Now, yeah, you may say they do have high usage rates. And they probably going to take 80% of the shots. And I don't know what the hell Eric Gordon is going to be feeling sometimes. Or, and P.J. Tucker. But this is what I think. I, well, 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 first of all, I don't trust D'Antoni as the coach. I'm really curious to see if they're going to keep him going forward. I know they were having this contract squabble they were dealing with. And he was he wanted an extension and they didn't give him what he wanted. And they said, Well, we'll give you like five million base and a bunch of rest on incentives. And Dan Tony said, Well, hey, I won, you know, I'm a high winning coach. You know, I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't have to have five million base and incentives. I should get, you know, six, seven million a year just flat rate. Cause that's the market as the coach with my record. And Mac, you know, Dan Tony is a Hall of Fame coach. He just don't he's just not the guy that can lead a team to a championship. He's that offensive innovator. Changed the game, made the three-pointer, the, uh, the great equalizer, made it such a, a high priority. The running gun, seven seconds or less. It's a good-ass coach, but he's just not that coach that can get your ass, you know, get, your, get the damn team, get their asses over the line. You know, he's not confrontational. He don't coach fucking defense, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't do any of that. And that was my one f bomb. I, I always say one f bomb a podcast, and I and I and, and I put it on that. I don't know if it was worth it, but I, but I but I did. But now you got Westbrook. You added Russell Westbrook to that team. Now what I'm thinking with Russell Westbrook and James Harden have to say is like, look, man, are we going? Can we sacrifice for each other? Meaning, like, I understand that you get high shots, I get high shots, high shots, we're high usage guys, but together we could be great if we understand that, hey, let's get everything involved, let's run an actual system, let's do some isolation sometimes, James Harden, you know, when you, you know, some plays to get you going, but let's get a better ball flow, let's, let's play with one another, let's, let's get, uh, uh, more of a together, move, you know, more of a fluid basketball play. 
can you, let's do that. Like, let's win a championship. Like, that team right there, the West is wide open, man. That's a team that could win. The Rockets could win a championship. But it depends on how they play with each other. Now, the great thing is they did play with one another for three years in OKC alongside KD. Like, can you believe that shit? They had Durant, Harden, and Russell Westbrook. On the same damn team. And they got better every year. And they got to the finals. And James Harden was a sixth man. And they could have kept him. But they wanted to choose Serge Ibaka over him. And they gave him the money. And basically didn't want to pay the luxury tax. Because they're cheap as hell. That's what you're seeing they're doing now, right? Even though I kind of see it as an opportunity that I don't blame them for doing it. I mean, they've been out of the first round the last three years. You know, like, what the hell are we doing? Billy Donovan is the coach. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but he's Billy Donovan. I, mean, I think he's better college coach, but he's, you know, he's been there for a while. Either him and Sam Presti have a trust in one another or he got some over him, <laughs> but he's still the coach. He's holding on. With NBA assistants that are still by his side, you know, i.e. Mo Cheeks. And You know, he's still there. But they, you know, they got a nice hall where they can start building right away. And, and you know, Billy Donovan may be more revigorated to feel like he can coach a young team that he could, you know, mold to what he wants. Because he even had Durant and Russell Westbrook that year and he came into a situation but now he could probably grow a team. Maybe feel like back in his Florida days when he won two back-to-back national championships. Got young guys. Build them into something. So that he can really coach. You know. But it's amazing they used to be on that same team. But now, they're back with one another. Kevin Durant with Kyrie in Brooklyn. You got my, my Lakers, AD and Brown Brown. That's my, I'm a Laker fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm fired up about that. You still got your, you know, your Dame Lillard, C.J. McCollum. Now you got your Kawhi and Paul George. And now you got Westbrook and Harden. Woo! I don't even know why. I don't know what the hell that was. I'm just fired up. Maybe that's too much cush. But yeah, the West is wide open. Look like Marcus Morris reneged on his Spurs deal. Damn, that's messed up. Ooh, that's a big blow. Marcus Morris has been really good. He's going to the Knicks. The Knicks? They don't have a three, a stretch four? Maybe they don't. He's probably going to start with Dennis Smith Jr. Another guy that can shoot the ball. Yeah. I think that will work. Marcus Morris over there. I think the Spurs getting, you know, Devontae Murray back off injury. I got to look, look at the Spurs a little more. I, off the top of my head, now they got DeMar coming back. DeMarcus Aldridge coming back. 
know they signed a couple guys in free agency. I don't remember who. I know it was Marcus Morris' one, but I think they signed somebody else too, but I can't remember. But probably if Westbrook and Harden could say, you know what? This is what we got to do. We got to sacrifice. We got to be fluid. Have our moments, but always maintain of making sure we're doing the best possible basketball plays. Because if they get the best Westbrook and Harden, this would be great. But it can also be a disaster if they both want to be high uses guys because they left each other and they both became MVPs. <laughs> you know, like, they left each other and they both became league MVPs. I think Westbrook the year before Harden won it. Harden won it last year. So, yeah, Westbrook the year before. He won it over Harden. So they're both former league MVPs that are going to be teammates. But they they shouldn't be focused on being league MVP because, I mean, if you think about it, I, well, they had to get rid of CP. I mean, I guess they could have been a favorite. Maybe CP. But I, I think CP was really struggling at the end of the year. And maybe this gives him some new life, new energy. I don't know. But he did. I mean, I mean, I saw him get the game against the Warriors in the regular season, and he was phenomenal. They didn't have any. They had no James Harden. And it was like the last, I think it was like one of the, it was like it was in April or it was, it was a game that he played, but it was almost like towards the end of the season. And Chris Paul was phenomenal. Like, he was CP3. And maybe he can go back to being that. I mean, he... Remember, they were in OKC that year of Katrina, and they had to play in OKC when he was a part of the New Orleans Hornets. So he, you know, he's familiar with the area. So maybe they keep him, or or they flip him. I don't know. Maybe send him to Miami and teaming up with Jimmy Butler. That that would put butts in the seats for Pat Riley. You know, I don't know. I'm just gas bagging. Just a gas bagging. It's crazy. But these white men, they mad, man. These old white men like, nah, these black guys think they're going to run our league? We're going to put them in the face of the franchise, make a bunch of money off them. But at the end of the day, not going to get the respect that they do want to own them and think we're more famous than they are. The people come to see us, they're not them, the owner. Come on. That's what it is. We're the attraction. That's what they feel like. They feel like they're the attraction. The owners feel that they are the attraction. Or maybe maybe they don't feel it. They come across as they think they're the coming attraction like people come to see them and they don't. I mean, if you go to teams, arenas, even a local arena, maybe not every fan knows the name of the owner. Hell, what's the name of the owner here in D.C.? Teleonis. Yeah. This is useless information that I know. Useless. I know a lot of useless information. Shit that just doesn't matter, but you know it, and you feel proud that you know it. 
useless. But yeah. They mad. They are upset. They are feeling like they are losing the league or their league. And these contracts don't matter anymore. And really, at the end of the day, contracts just protect both sides. They don't mean that they can't be edged in stone or they can't be broken. It's just while you're in it, both sides are protected. But if somebody wants to get out of it, all right, get out of it. But as long as we're in it, here are the protections for each side. That's a contract. See, dang. I could have used my F-bomb there, and I used it already earlier. Or I don't even remember what I used it on. But saying effing contract? Man. But they upset. They feel as if, like, they have no control, and they don't. See, they should be in a... They're in a really cool position, really, to me, personally. Imagine having no control, but making all the money. That's not a bad place to be. Having no control. Not meaning there's chaos, but just no control, but making all the money. Now, the thing is, it just means that you can't take all the money because you're going to have to put it back out to keep to make sure that the player that's making you the money is happy. Because if he's not, he'll leave. And all the money that he's making you is now none. Like when LeBron James left, it cost the Cleveland Cavalier economy $100 million. People came out and drank because of LeBron James. They bought flatbreads and pot stickers. And fried green beans. I'm just naming appetizers. Because I'm hungry. And because it's 4.10 in the morning. And I had that cush. Yeah, so... They mad. They ain't happy. And it seems it's going to only get to the point where these owners are going to have to figure out how to collectively bargain something because think about it. It's almost like the players are going to control the funnel of their money. And the minute they don't want to do it no more because of the fact, think about it. There's a cap, I do know that. But when you have to put money into the team and keep spending money, sometimes being in the luxury tax and paying those $25, $30 million tags, it's like, damn, man. we could, That's revenue that we lost. Is it worth it that much winning championships? Or do I want to pocket some you know, back money into our organization? What do I want to do? Or to my pocket, I'm the damn owner. And Clay Bennett and OKC, they've been notoriously cheap for years. I mean, they gave Russell Westbrook that contract and gave Paul George. So they went outside the box for a little bit. But they're like, after this, they're like, oh, hell no. We're done with this. But now OKC is going to probably be 
a wasteland. Now, this is really going to be up to the. Hopefully, they got a top-notch scouting department to find these players to fill these first-round picks. Because now it's just a matter of that. Because they could be a wasteland for the next ten to fifteen years. They got a haul, but they got to make sure they strike right on these hauls. Like out of these first fifteen first-round picks, man, hell, they got to make sure they. They at least half of them. They hit at least maybe a little bit less than half, but one of them guys have to be like a generational talent, a superstar of the highest order. But if not, they're a wasteland. But they mad, man. They mad. It's too much information now, owners. Good old boys. It's too much information out there now. They're getting smarter. And they're getting together with smarter people. These players are. And they're understanding their worth. And they're understanding as well that as long as they're winning... And they're in winning situations, their worth is even more bigger or even more, I don't know, worthier. I mean, worthier is a word. But even more, you know, worthier. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, they got to say, hey, we know what we're worth. We get it. And we know as long as we're happy, we'll make, we'll win championships. Our notoriety will go up. Our brand will go bigger. Our name will go bigger. Yeah, that may mean you got to pay some luxury tax bills. So you ain't going to make the revenue that you want. But hey, that's the price of winning. But the minute you tell me you don't want to do it no more, I'm going to protect myself in this contract that we're in so I can get the hell out of Dodge. Then you can go back to trying to figure, like, I don't understand. I don't even know how it's OKC. Let's say they decide to flip CP3. Because maybe CP3 is a little bit of a draw. But let's say that they decide to flip him, too. I mean, who's OKC going to come and see play, you know, on a, you know what I'm saying, on a Tuesday night in January? Or or February, you know. I mean, you, who's going to come out there and see that shit? Who's going to watch that? Because right now, I mean, you have Stephen Adams, and they get rid of C. Now, it depends on who they get back for CP, but who they going to get back for CP? I mean, nobody. He has no value. You know, they're not going to say, "I give you my player for him." They may say draft picks. I don't know. But Miami gonna have to do. They gonna have to do players though. Miami, cause they ain't got no money. So they will have to add players in. And CP three numbers for it's like 40, 44, and forty seven. Something stupid. He, he get paid. I ain't mad at him. But yeah, these guys are mad. But they gotta get over it. This is what it is. If you want to be a winner, if you're winning. Profits and revenue comes in. If you're not, 
Not saying it doesn't come in because people still love their entertainment. You're going to have your lifelong fans, your diehard fans, your season ticket holders. You know, people are going to buy, you know, they're going to buy, uh, I was going to say Paranephia. Paranephia? Oh, my God. Paranephia. Never mind. I can't say it. It's that Kush. People are going to still patronize the product. You're going to have people going to do it regardless. The people want to be entertained. So you're going to make money, but not what you can make when you're really good. But at the same time, if you want to be really good and stay there and keep that player there, you've got to spend money to make the money. It's going to be interesting how this pans out. These next several seasons to come with that. Well, that's it, man. I ain't got nothing else for you. It's 4.16 in the morning. I got to get in the bed, yo. Well, I got to eat this piece of chicken first. Let me do that first. Yeah, I'm going to eat this late. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I'm eating. I was just out, you know, driving. I'm a Lyft driver, so I was out there in them streets. So uh, my, my schedule's a little flip-flop right now. But it's all good. It's all good. That was my DMX worst impersonation. All right, man, I'm done. Man, thank y'all, man. I'm going to be back. I'm building, man. But I'm going to do these because I love doing these, you know, checking in with y'all. Every time I look at my, you know, who listen, I got several people that listen, man. If it's like six of y'all, seven of y'all. So one day I think it was like 13 listens, you know. I appreciate y'all, man. For real. No bullshit. That shit matters. So, my listeners, this is something for y'all, man. But please believe, correctly mistaken, we'll be back. Back and better than ever. Like, like Greenberg, Mike Greenberg says. I ain't want to take, I wonder if he trademarked that. If he did, I mean, that means I don't. That means I owe him money, and I ain't got no money. I'm gone, y'all. Correctly mistaken. It's West West, your boy. My bad. I don't even know why I finished with that West West thing. I could just ended it. That damn Kush. I'm gone.